Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode, simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the Discuss comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. Teacher strikes, bus driver shortages, and no room at the camps. Symptoms of systemic system shutdown. So why are there no teachers? When I say no teachers, of course, there. Are, it's not as though there are no teachers. It's a problem of shortage and most recently teacher strikes. And I believe that that is opened up in Columbus, Ohio, with other states threatening to join in. And um, this whole thing going on with a uh, shortage of teachers and bus drivers, now it's the bus drivers, and no camps? Well, I can certainly tell you a thing or two about what's going on with camps, because it just so happens within the previous week, I, moi, yours truly, went for a trip to a campground and it was uh, it was fun but I saw some things that were uh, very disconcerting to say the least so I'll be sharing that with you as well but yeah why are there no teachers well <clears throat> off the top of my head in case you don't know about this um, Essentially, basically, when you have a, a career that is not really rewarding you, um, essentially, basically and essentially, you know, at best, depending on the state and the city within that state or county, it all depends on on these things, but generally speaking, if you average it out at best, most public school teachers, um, as far as any raises are concerned, um, at I say this is at best, are just keeping pace with inflation. And of course, you know, in uh, this year of 2022, uh, inflation is really rearing its ugly head really bad. So, yeah, there's that. 
Um, generally speaking, when you consider the number of hours that they put in um, and the fact that the average uh, classroom size, this is across the board K through 12, um, has increased at least by 12% uh, in the last 12 years or so. Um, that is that is everything going worse in a field that you see all of these feel-good ads promos for teaching and smiling teachers, teaching a class and playing with kids, and you have normal interactive kids and they're smiling and they're bantering back and forth with Q and A's. And it's just a promo for about, I don't know, 30 seconds or a minute. You, you know the kind I'm talking about. And the sad reality is oftentimes that is not the case. And the pressure cooker that is this situation it only gets worse when you keep increasing the workload by adding the average number of students per teacher year in and year out. So, yeah, why are there no teachers? Well, under the current conditions, if I may be frank, well, okay, I'll, I'll remain earnest, but you get the point. <laughs> Um, who the hell wants to be a teacher? I mean, um, I remember many years ago when it was a fairly well-paid and certainly respected uh, career and occupation. And that was the case. But certainly, and in particularly in the last 10, 12 years, no, that's um, that's <laughs> that's really circled down the tubes. And sadly, because we have oftentimes we have parents who they themselves are overworked and overburdened with sometimes working multiple jobs. Um, everything. I mean, the, the public schools essentially um, are, you know, daycare centers. Daycare centers for your older kids that you get to hurriedly drop off in the morning and, you know, pick up in the afternoon. Um, yeah, because everybody is working all the time and working feverishly so hard just to maintain the, the same standard of living that a single parent was able to achieve. Um, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying just as a single parent being a lone single parent. I'm saying as a couple, a single person could afford, you know, 30 years ago. So, I mean, I guess maybe. How the you know this as far as I'm concerned is so what's going on 
is very self-evident. Um, they talk about they. I'm talking about certain political groups. They say, well, we give you lots and lots of money. Well, that's patently bullshit. They don't. Because as a percentage, which is what really matters, they're not. They really are not. And, you know, it's one of those old adages of, well, you get what you pay for. And so the idea is to uh, basically financially strangle the corporations want to financially strangle through their political means the public school system. So if they can't dismantle it, um, which they're also doing from the inside, so they want to dismantle everything that a public education stands for and replace it with the teachings of a corporate despotism. I mean, once again, you know, it's George Orwell's 1984. Ultimately, the message being corporate is mother, corporate is father, um, you know, teach them, teach them how, teach them 500, teach them 5,000 words, teach them how to count to, a, you know, to 100, and uh, we have future service food workers and Walmart employees and all the other primo stuff, well, that's for our children. It's not for those children. It's for our children. And this, you know, this dichotomy, it it absolutely exists. Don't think for a second it doesn't, because it does. And it's most certainly affecting your life. And it's most certainly going to affect the future of our children's lives. Now, the plutocrats, of course, well, you know, they don't give a damn. Just like the usury of men in arms, which has been done for forever. Um, yeah, somehow, some way, somehow, the uh, typically... The uh, sons and daughters of the wealthy, mm, they don't go off to war. They find a surrogate. So it's okay for, you know, your kids to serve. And they come back at you with all that flag-waving, red, white, and blue bullshit. But really, nah. Uh, two different uh, Two different standards. Two, absolutely two different standards. And this in turn, the reason for this is from what the title of this pod was all about. This is a symptom of systemic system shutdown. That's what I'm calling it. And... I see this I see this happening and I see the causality and you can see and you could feel it 
but it's it's not from it's not simply a matter of money or let's say a lack thereof for let's say our public schools or for that matter any of our you know greater public institutions the idea is the money overall again as a percentage is not there and that is because <clears throat> the plutocrats who are the arbiters of all these policies that are actually owned by corporate forces are not interested in our well-being they are interested in their financial well-being but not ours so the masses of us um i don't care what it is everything you name it from uh, a lack of quality public schools lack of teachers now we don't have bus drivers we don't have adequate uh campings in, in our in our uh our national parks the list just goes on and on and on and you could uh let's see picture a toilet and you're looking down i'll say even i'll i'm going to stipulate it's a clean toilet and i don't want, i don't want you imagining anything nasty we've already done enough of that but just picture it and then flush it and just watch the water spiral down well that's analogous to us and they don't care they don't care because nothing happens to them to them and their small collective group so it's you know all the offspring of the oligarchs and the plutocrats they're they're all set ready set go the only the only thing they want to keep doing that they don't want, they really don't want interfered with is to continue the thievery and the theft from the citizens, AKA the peons, the untouchables, the unclean ones, as they're often referred to in India's caste system. Even if you speak to someone, well, depending on their well, caste <laughs> in India, they'll say, oh, no, 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 we, we got rid of that years ago. Well, yeah, perhaps, yeah, bullshit, in name only. The caste system is still very much, very solidly entrenched in India. Make no mistake. And that's what the plutocrats want here you see it's them and then there's everybody else and um so these things that are happening as far as well lack of teachers lack of quality of education lack of uh proper facilities when you're going to uh, state parks and such um yeah um no money no money and it's it's sad because being familiar having a background in areas that are related to this 
I can just tell you the writing is certainly on the wall. It's very sad. I can look at something and tell when it's being strangled of what it needs. You know, this is like looking at, um, I don't know if you had, say, you know, tomatoes on the vine that were doing well, and then you start starving them of water. And in time, you'll see what happens. And you'll see what happens to the fruit. And the fruit that does come on the vine, it doesn't mature properly because then it goes into crisis mode. And that's where we are. We're in a kind of perpetual crisis mode in so many different areas. And it's only a matter of time when you see these other things that are taking place. I'm talking about crazy social unrest, um, the hotspots, the things that fire up the, the gangs, the things that are apparently crazy and going on for no reason. These are symptoms of that condition. That's what's going on with that. So basically, until you change the, what is causing all of this, you're, uh, you're just going to hear the same problems and you're going to hear these things get worse. And at some point, there will be and is a break. And when I mean I don't, for instance, I don't have to name a specific, a specific incident. When it happens, you will, beyond any shadow of a doubt, know that it's happening, that it has been adequately triggered. I'm not <clears throat> I'm not referencing the mini chaos that took place at our nation's capital January of last year over the the whole Trump debacle. That's that's just like a dress rehearsal. I'm talking about something not only really big but very sustained. Because all the authorities will ever want when you have a, uh, a very tight-fisted authoritarian rule, they call out for civility and normality, which are code words for compliance, absolute compliance, and don't make any waves to the system. Well, all I'm going to say, here's something they completely forget. And I'm just stating this as a historical fact. 
if that were the case, if we go back to the birth of our own nation or what used to be our own nation, um, yeah, we just had at the time listened to crazy ass King George and simply went, uh, oh, okay, well, all right, well, um, well, I guess you, you know what's right and we're not that smart and God save the king. Yeah, we had something called a revolution. <laughs> because you do reach a point where, yeah, the other people are simply no longer interested in representing the people. And that's what this whole thing was about a couple hundred years ago. And, uh, well, I don't know, kind of sort of seems like that same kind of sort of thing is going full circle all the way around again. So no matter what you do, you know, you're going to be told like children to go back in your corner and sit down sooner or later these adults will figure out that they say no we're not going to just go away and we're not going to be peacefully comply <laughs> because a protest for instance by its very definition you know in a sense one could argue that a peaceful protest is a contradiction in terms. The whole idea behind a protest is that it makes something hmm, inconvenient to the status quo. Yet, on the other hand, you'd have to be talking, for instance, about something, um, well, much more concerted and much much more intelligently thought out, you know, because although I'm sure it may, uh, it may comfort or soothe a rowdy crowd to somehow get possession of a lone police car and smash it all to smithereens or flip it over and, and put the torch to it and set it on fire. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. That's going to teach them. Now they're really going to pay attention to us. <laughs> and, and no, they're not. <laughs> they, don't, they don't give a shit. You know, it's sort of like you, you, laud, you laud the sentiment, but all the will and sentiment in the world is useless without a direct purpose. So... There is that. But um, that brings me to my next point, which is why do you think it would be reasonable to, if, if in fact, and it's been shown, I mean, you know, we as a society all across this nation, as a matter of fact, they people who live in you know more or less capitalist societies or definitely capitalist societies whether that be in you know 
Ireland or Scotland or Britain or any of those places, for example, or the, you know, the Western capitalists such as France or whatnot. But all of this, this kind of thing, this social unrest and, you know, uh, attacking merchant, the merchant class, uh, you know, Molotovs and, you know, this kind of thing. But this has been going on for some time now, and it is not, um, it has not been effective. You know, you can maybe occupy a, a few city blocks for a, for a while, but they just wait you out. They just, they, you know, the, the thugs, the thugs with guns and their bosses and just sit there and say, yeah, they're just hot headed right now. And without, you know, food support, you guys got to sleep sometime. They just wait you out. And they, you know, again, you're treated like a child. You're treated like a, child having a tantrum and they say okay well tell you what okay we're sick of arresting you all and you promised to be good kids and let's just forget all about this uh equal pay for equal work nonsense and let's forget about uh, student uh debt loan forgiveness just get all these silly notions of uh you know uh, i don't know direct democracy for instance or you know, uh, just 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 get and just go and just do what we tell you. And the thing that I want to know, the thing that I think that really should be considered is I don't care if you're, you know, really young, maybe you're 18, maybe you're 80. I don't know. But it makes, you know, it makes me wonder and should make you wonder again to to paraphrase the old saying is expecting a different result when you keep doing the same things clearly it's not working because if that were the case things would have changed and they didn't and my bet is they're not going to. We, the collective we, need uh, we need some different ideas, and and not only different ideas, but how those different ideas can most effectively be implemented. But I'm going to talk. Uh, as I stated earlier, in much, hopefully, much greater detail about this in in Friday's episode, but um, yeah, we you know we simply can't, as far as I'm concerned, um, we can't keep doing the same old thing, same old playbook. For some people, I would imagine, especially by no fault of your own, because if you're if you're young, well, you can't help when you were born. I mean, it is what it is. None of us, <laughs> we, we have no control over that. But what you do have control over is to listen to us old fuckers. Because um, some of us, a few of us are left 
that were not the conformist then. And sure as hell, some of us are not the conformist now. And I don't want to be misunderstood that um, when I say conformity, I mean, it is normal. It is, it is actually functional and normal in order to have uh, group cohesion. You need a healthy society needs a certain amount of conformity that goes without saying. And I don't, I hope I'm not confusing you or, you know, that, that I'm, sounding um, as though I'm double speaking. I don't, that's not my intention. I'm talking in this case, I'll just be very specific. I'm talking about um, corporatism. That's different because that absolutely demands consumerist conformity. And there is a difference. There is a very big difference. Um, and it can begin like it did that I remember way back in the day. It can be, begin with something, you know, it seems innocent enough. Uh, teenagers when, say, Nike took over and became real big. And then especially after, you know, Michael Jordan, then there was the Air Jordans. And uh, I'm just saying as a, in a very broad sweeping way, that is a, uh, if you look at a time capsule, that would just be a, a photo clip of an era that represented just mass crazy into consumerist culture. And <clears throat> to a certain extent, it has been around even before that. I can only go by the era that I lived in and lived through. But I do remember collectively, even us, we were teenagers looking around and thinking, okay, uh, kids are being robbed and knived and shot for their Air Jordans. And we just looked at each other and said, wow, this is fucking, this is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just saying that, just using that as a timestamp, as a as a marker, um, and it's just gotten worse and worse and, and worse. It's as time goes on. So, um, I I can only say that uh, we're going to pick this up where I left off for this. Friday. Hey, everybody. Before I wrap things up, I just wanted to give you this little message about the contest. When you go to my website at theearnestmanshow.com and go on the comment section, you can actually leave a comment about anything you want whatsoever. After all, this show is not about me, it's about you. And I really want to know what it is you want to talk about. So please, fill something out, let me know exactly what you want to talk about, and that is exactly what we will talk about. 
other than that, all I can say is I hope you had a good day today and I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.